Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. We are we are live right now. And if you notice by the title of the video, I'm not talking about what is the meaning of life. I'm talking about what is your meaning of life. I'm not talking about the overarching what everyone should be going for world ending something massive. I'm talking about what is your day-to-day -day item that you are pursuing because I can tell you right now, there, there's something that is magical about when Elon Musk talks about a video that I just saw. And essentially what he's, he's talking about is he was, he was doing a, a, a TED interview not a TED talk, a TED interview. And they were essentially asking him, like, why Mars? Like, why don't, why don't we do something here? And essentially, he said, 1969, we launched from Earth, landed on the moon, and have done absolutely nothing when it comes to a technological advance, when it comes to rocketry and civilization and multiplanetary. And essentially he boiled it down to one thing, which was if you want to wake up every single day and you actually want to have a meaning, you have to, to wake up every single day, you have to have a meaning. It sounds very easy, trite. It's one of these things that I think about all the time. I think about it all the time because it's essentially taking a ship without a captain and you just push it out into the ocean and expect that where it lands is an amazing location, it's a great destination, and that's exactly what you wanted. That doesn't happen, okay? You need a captain and you need a destination. You need an area to pinpoint, especially if you're a guy. I was discussing this on a date last night and essentially what I was saying is that you need, men need something to go after they need a precise thing that they look at and if you're not looking at something you know i know someone that's very close to me and they're not in the best of health and then i, I think about it and i say this person had an amazing influence on my life and i'm uh, and i'm like say they pass on i'm going to be at that age I passed someone today on the Upper East Side when I was coming, when I was going between appointments and this woman was standing there and she had a caregiver and the woman was just standing there. That was her day. That was her day. You know, we will get there. That's guaranteed. That's guaranteed. This, this isn't a dress rehearsal. This isn't something that you are reincarnated with all of this knowledge. This is the real thing. And I was discussing it today is that I had the video yesterday and it was a profound breakthrough for myself. I hope it was something big for you is that you have these stages of growth. And most people give up right as they start. Or if it's not right as they start, they give up in the strategy phase. So the first phase is consistency. The second phase is strategy, which you say, okay, what am I doing right now that's good and bad? This isn't after one day. There's a little bit, but I'm talking about six months. 
or a year. And then right before you're going to have that compounded growth of six, nine, 12 months is when you have that hockey stick. But everyone gives up in the strategy phase or they don't even start. And there's two ways that I thought about, and it's going to be a longer podcast at one time. It is what you are feeding yourself with. So I have the 100 day goal right here. And every single day I come in from Grand Cardone and I write down my goal, which is five pending deals, five pending deals. And the reason it's monetary and, and the reason it's five is because I have to buy a triathlon bike. I know next year is going to be a challenge in the real estate industry. And that's not something that, you know, it's just real because I went through 09. And if you are not crushing your face on your phone and at appointments and getting better, you are not going to survive. Douglas Elliman, which is a huge real estate corporation, 80% down in their 80 Eight zero percent down in their net profit. 80% down in their net profit. That's Douglas Elliman. There's a lot of people within other brokerages that are going to feel a pinch. And what they say is that you overproduce and then there's not enough people to consume that. So guess what? It has to get weeded out. So overarching gives you that why when you're tired this morning. Because I was out last night with some girl. I was exhausted. Someone I know, my dad, is having these not so good health-wise. There is every excuse. It's Veterans Day. Three excuses. You know, I'm tired. She slept over. My dad's in ill health. It's Veterans Day. Charles, you don't need to come in. I did. 61 dials today. It actually might have been more. Two appointments for owners. It, also a buyer. And I just did something where I took more leads and I'm going to load it up tomorrow. I didn't have a good day calling, but I know this is what I have to do to make money. This is what I have to do to get money so I can hire a videographer so that videographer can follow me around so then I can get this word out that personal development, my thing is personal development. That's my thing. Okay, it doesn't have to be grandiose. What they said in um, The Strangest Secret is that success is pursuing a worthy ideal. Pursuing a worthy ideal. And if you are not thinking about that every single day, so in this book, it's actually pretty good. Okay, uh, in the morning and in the evening, morning is what are your tasks? What is your goal? What are you going to do for it? And the evening is, what were the three good things? What were the three bad things? How are you going to approve final thoughts? That's self-reflection. That is self-awareness. My self-awareness is insane. I could tell you right now that another area is working on relationships. There was this stunning girl on the Upper East Side. I didn't talk to her. That was in there. It said there's a micro-avoidance. But ironically enough, that micro-avoidance goes, you know what it is? It's when uh, uh, Rudolf, yeah, Rudolf Giuliani came in as mayor in, in the 90s and New York City was very dangerous. And he called it the broken windows 
law or something. In other words, if you see broken windows, fix the broken windows. Because we're trying to crush the heroin epidemic, but we weren't worried about the broken windows. And the reason being is he, he understood as a prosecutor at the time in the 90s is that if you have broken windows, you might have petty crime, petty theft. Then you might have burgl burglary or grand, grand theft auto. Then you might have assault. Then you, and then it escalates the crime. It's the exact same thing in our life. If you don't do the little things, which is, you know what? I got to dial. Because it's the consistency to get the strategy to then go to growth. This year is consistency. Next year is strategy. 2021 is growth. That's so far in the future. It's not easy. I was talking to a doorman about this. Is that we are born and made for right now. And it is not easy to see compounding effects into the future. Okay. Start with the end in mind. And when you see older people, please, I implore you to actually look at them and say, what's their life like about? Like what, what went through their mind seeing a younger person rushing through the streets? Were they saying, don't worry about it, man. You got time. Or imagine you're at my age, an 80, 90-year-old woman that, that cannot do what we're doing. We are so blessed. We are so blessed. And I, I implore you to see where you are spending your time. Your cell phone is not a good use of time. I was watching a, a documentary and it's called um, The Story of Us. And it's essentially all of humans from the beginning and coming through the plains of Africa. And they said tools. And the, the, the spear was one of our biggest tools. And I thought about it. And then they went through the whole thing of tools. The sphere, to the gun, to the cannon, to the bullet, to da 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 our cell phone, a tool. That's all tools. Could be used for good, which is hunting, so we could survive, or bad, which is war. Our cell phone could be used for good, calling for business, bad for essentially hiding and escaping our reality. How much... You know, this is funny. I was on the date last night and the girl asked me a question. She said, are you in therapy? I was like, am I in therapy? I've no, no, I've never had therapy. And she said, that's interesting because you're so self-aware. She said, how did you develop that? I said, from 12 years and hundreds of thousands of dollars and going to every single program that you know and self-awareness of saying, you know what? I am not the smartest person. I'm not the best. I'm not the funniest. I am not the most resilient. And then saying, what makes resilience? What makes funny? What makes a good personality? And that, that foundation of what makes that is essentially what Elon Musk was saying about meaning in this whole video is in the end, what do you want to be known for? My, as I told the girl last night, because she was asking some hard hitting questions. She said, you know, what, like, why do you want more? What, why do you want to build a business? And I said, and I actually gave the wrong answer last night. But actually, now that I think about it now, is that the reason I want to, I want to do it is, is not really to get more. One of them is freedom of having the money. So if shit goes wrong, health 
or I want to give to a charity that's doing really well or something really good, I can do that, okay? But I also want to push myself because to get to a different level, you have to become someone else. You can't, you, from the same paradigm, you cannot level up. You have to level up and then your paradigm shifts, okay? Or the other way is true. Maybe Bob Proctor will say that you, you, you level up your paradigm and then your whole reality shifts. So in other words, if you're not used to working with wealthy clients or if you're not used to rolling in a very popular group, you know, whatever the case is, say you're used to doing documentaries and now you're doing a big blockbuster hit, you know, that's two different paradigms. That, that's like a calm, not as many people are seeing it. And now you're, you're on the big screen and everyone's going to ask you all the hard hitting questions. They're going to dig into your past, who you dating, why you dating, blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing with us, which is to get to the next level, you have to become a different person. You cannot level up. You cannot make more, more money. And I'm going to leave you guys with this. One of the most important things that I heard in or read, I'm sorry, read in this book in uh, right here. I'll get it. The speed of trust is that you are exactly, so this is Stephen Covey's son. Uh, this is not Stephen Covey, Stephen Covey's son. You are exactly where you should be, exactly where you should be because you chose that life. You are exactly where your finances should be, your body, your relationship, your mindset, your outcomes. You are exactly where you should be. Not a iota better and not even a millimeter worse. You are exactly where you should be. I am exactly where I should be based on all of the processes towards getting business, towards developing myself. I know there's going to be a quantum growth, a quantum leap when I'm 40 and everyone's going to say, who's this Charles Botenston guy? Uh, dude, I've been putting out videos since 28. Okay. That was 12 years ago. Say I'm 40 and I'm saying that. Okay. I was looking at this other guy today. You know, he, he looked really stressed out and guess what? He didn't have a lot of hair. So I said, okay, if he's stressed out, which was part of the therapy question that this girl asked me yesterday. She said, she's like, have you ever, no, I've never done therapy, never done therapy, you know, nothing against therapy, never done it. And the reason being is that for you to dig into your past and understand your insecurities is the hardest thing that you could do. Why am I the way that I am? And by the way, it stinks. It's probably from your upbringing, everything your relationship to money, your relationship to the, to whoever you like. Okay. Your relationship to learning, your relationship to food or alcohol or partying or staying up late or waking up early. Your relationship to that essentially dictates who you are right now. And that was formed from age zero to seven. So if you had a great upbringing, you're probably a great person, but maybe you're not resilient or maybe you're not driven. Or the person that grew up dirt poor has appreciation for money because they know exactly what it's like to not have anything. Going back to the last thing I'm going to say about this is that if you know where you are, you accept, truly accept, this is where I am financially, okay? 
back to yesterday's video, is that the only way to get better or improve your life is not using old thinking. That's why 1% better is so important. It is learning and understanding the smallest thing that you then weave and tie together and now you are a completely different individual, okay? This is over a while, okay? She's asking me about this. I said, I was a fucking mess in college. I was a disgrace in high school. I was putting my last name to shame all the way to 23 years old. Partying, being a bad person, just really bad past. Okay, yes, there's people with way worse pasts than me, but I was so fixed mindset that at 23, when everyone was graduated, 22, everyone was graduated from college, I wasn't. It was the summer after everyone was done, they're getting their beautiful new jobs and their $60,000 corner offices as their first year at Goldman Sachs or at all these banks, I still haven't graduated college. That's when I said, hmm, Maybe I should get this shit together. Maybe this thing called life is not just studying books and then getting jobs. And then that's what started the journey. 12 years later, it wasn't therapy. It was, maybe it was, it was personal therapy. It was self-awareness. It was understanding, you know what? I need accountability. I need someone there. I need a coach. I need a player. I need a teammate, I need a friend, I need to post this to social media, I need some accountability. I also go directly into entropy unless I do something consistently. I go directly into over-drinking, over-partying, waking up late, whatever it was, last year and the year before and the year before when I thought I had things together and then this year I'm dialing it, it, dialing it in even more where I can have the same food every single day, and I do. And I don't really care. I don't need variety. Because I look at all of the health things that has happened to other people and the amount of money that they have spent to ensure that they live longer or they fight the disease or they fight what they're going through. And I say, that's expensive. I don't want to go through that. And I don't want my family to go through that with me. That could be my kids or my spouse or whatever. And I'm also going to throw this out in the reason I bring up meaning, your meaning, because there are a lot of people, there are a lot of people that think their job, that I was one of them, that think their job is their number one meaning of life. And guess who thinks that? The people that's at your age and probably younger, like me, for years, I thought my meaning to life was my job. I thought it was my career. I thought it was real estate. I loved it. I love real estate. And I said, this is, my, this is my calling. This is my passion. And then this year I understood, holy shit, I'm looking at all these people that are sitting at desks in this entire office area at other companies because it's, at, it's uh, at a WeWork, so you have other companies. And I started thinking, this person gets here really early and they leave really late and they don't really look happy and they don't have a ring on and I've talked to them about it. They're single, they're in their 30s, uh, they're not getting younger. I wonder, I wonder if they're gonna wake up at 40 and say, fuck, I, I wasted my 30s at my job 
I wasted not finding a partner or a spouse or understanding what my calling is. Okay. It doesn't have to be overarching. Again, success is pursuing a worthy ideal, a worthy ideal. That worthy ideal could be becoming the best person you can be. You might be your meaning, which is pushing yourself to be a better public speaker, writer, musician, artist, author, public, whatever, you know, I was going to say public servant. We need a lot of those. So I, it's 2020. I, I have a calendar over here and we counted out how many days because I'm going out to uh, Washington. I think I'm going out to Washington. I, I, th I think it's Washington and it's essentially something. It's five days out in the middle of fucking nowhere. I have to fly into Seattle and drive two hours north to the middle of fucking nowhere. And they have, they have a real estate agent conference. There's only, you know, maybe 150 people that are attending. And it's, they, it's called uh, career visioning. And you're essentially going with one of the top agents in America. He's, he, his business does... I think 20 million a year and he's like 37 or 38. His name is Ben Kin Ben Kinney, Ben Kinney. And he's teaching this. And I said, "Yes. <laughs> I will go. I will learn from the best. I will do whatever you say." <laughs> and that's 4 days. But if you think about it, you have Thanksgiving, which is almost a week. You have Christmas, which is almost a week. And then guess what? It's 2020 and everyone's going to say this year, I'm going to save money. This year, I'm going to look for a new job. This year, I'm, I'm going to get into shape. I'm going to do all those things that I've been point. I've been putting all this off. This is the year. Guess what next year is an election year. You know what that brings? Drama, water cooler talk, Shit that gets in the way, shiny red balls, because it's not going to be the best real estate market. But guess what I need to continue doing? Consistency and fundamentals. That is the theme for next year. I have it right above the calendar over there. And the best way to do this is you have a calendar printout of every single day on one sheet, every single day, you know, one, two, three, January, February, March, April, May, you know, on one sheet. And do the Jerry Seinfeld thing, which is you just say he wrote a joke a week, I think for a year or two years, I don't know, a long time. And he would write the joke and then cross it off. And it's going to get to a point where you don't want to not do it. That's your accountability. Or it's to social media. Find your calling. It's not easy. And it's not probably your job unless you are a Mother Teresa. It is probably not your job, all right? So it's a whole, whole level, new documentation content in the process if you try to look at it from a 10. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I look like Neo from The Matrix. All right, so I would say to leave you on this because it's going to get colder, it's going to get darker, it, everyone's going to start going out and things like that. There's only three areas. I'm fine with my health. My business can need improvement. Relationships can need improvement. But for me is that the reason 
The reason for that, I will get into that, and then I'll leave you guys, even though I just said I would do that, because I have to, actually, I'm going to hang out with that girl again. She's just visiting, so. Health. Why am I doing health? Number one, yes, triathlons, but triathlons is really to become the best version of myself. But why am I doing health? Number one, it's the number one cause of bankruptcy in America. I know someone that had to sell their house when I was younger, and I didn't understand it at the time because his mom got cancer. They had to sell a house, and they all moved into a two-bedroom apartment. Imagine that. Imagine that. That is, that is therapy right there, getting through that. That was tough for the family. So health, and I'm not talking about the cancer. I mean health as in I want to minimize any problems any problems that will take a toll on my family, my kids, my spouse, myself, my energy, whatever. Number two is I also don't, within health, I also don't wanna pay for all of that. I hate, I hate, hate. So my dad's, uh, he's not doing well right now, okay? So they admitted him to the hospital. He stayed there last night, he's gonna stay there tonight. And they were like, we found fluid in the lungs and he has swollen feet. I said, well, what about movement? Can we like have him walk around? The guy used to, you know, be one of the most active guys I know. And there's, they started giving him this thing where he's going to the bathroom a lot to just drain the fluid. And I'm like, well, like, what are you giving him? So he said some name. Okay. Then the second thing is I said, oh, they're like, the cause is that he has liquid in his lungs. That's not really the cause. That's the effect. So what's the cause? Like what caused that? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Get to the cause of why this is happening. And I'm not even saying that for my dad, but I mean, okay, you don't have money, not because there's not enough money. You don't have money because there's not enough business. That's not an excuse. You don't have money because you're not reaching out to enough people. You're not talking to enough people. Nobody knows who you are. Okay, I was talking to the girl last night. She's like, yeah, but you're in a different business. You're in real estate. You know how fucking hard real estate is? You're in health. Everyone needs health. Everyone needs, everyone needs health. Number two, finances. Why do I want to work on my finances? Because I want freedom. I don't want to have, I don't want to struggle. I also, when taxes continue to rise and property taxes and sales tax and health insurance and all that shit continues to rise because guess what as Ronald Reagan said we don't have a we don't we don't have an income problem we have a spending problem okay the government that's what i'm talking about they just like to tax more okay here's an idea you spend less okay that's why i don't pay attention to politics because you know they're all you know Income. The reason I want to focus on that is because at one time, I'm going to want to hire more people so I can get this message out that personal development is cool. You don't know marketing. You can learn it. You don't know how to make calls. You can learn it. You don't know how to edit a video. You can learn that. And by the way, that's cool. What's not cool is staying in the same lane and getting the same results and wondering, why am I not getting better? Why do I not have more business for video editing? Huh? Because you didn't learn to get better. 
So income for freedom, income to hire people to get the message out. And with income, it is also to ensure that I can buy multifamily homes, which produce revenue and just consistent. You have to have a subscription model. I am in a transactional model. Once you're done with the transaction, it's done. I buy a coffee from Starbucks. That's it. It's done. The transaction is done. I don't have a subscription model where I pay every single month. Okay. Google has that Amazon with prime. Those are the best ways I'm talking about Google business. I have Google business. So I pay them every single month to have Google business. And then they probably spy on me and then target me, target me with ads. Fantastic. Great. Love it. Thank you, Google. They have a good service, but let's be honest. That's what they're doing. But the most important thing, most important thing is relationships. And the reason with relationships is that we are not anything less than social creatures. You look at every group, it is very rare. Penguins, birds, ants. There's only a small portion, even out in Africa, you know, unless you are the pinnacle where you're a snake, which is pretty much the pinnacle, or you're an alligator, which is pretty much a pinnacle, or you're a lion. They even have a tribe of lions or a herd. You know, unless you're at the pinnacle, you need groups. That's how we survived. That's how we survived. We did not survive on our own. We would have got, we, we would not be here. Okay, so let's also thank our ancestors that came through the fact that you're born right now at this time instead of at any other time you should literally be kissing the ground every single day you can you can just get water that's clean anywhere you want anywhere you want food shelter clothing this shit is not normal through history, okay? There needs to be a reawakening of, oh, wow, I don't have all the followers I want. Oh, wow. There is two things that, and I explained this on my date last night. Number one is complete gratitude right now about what I have. And it's all free. Love and f happiness, Affection, you know, that's all free. Okay. What I have. And then also obviously the material things. Okay. But then I'm also not satisfied. Okay. Complete gratitude, not living here as a monk. Okay. And I'm also looking to be more, not for anything else besides pushing myself and being content that I left it on the field. That's my meaning. What is yours? You should really dial it down from what I just talked about. That's really what it comes down to. And it's, it's always going to be evolving. It's never stagnant. It's going to be fluid. I remember I thought going out and partying was everything. I thought it was all about relationships. I thought it was about hedonism. I thought it was about right now. There was no future. I'll make money. I don't need to save money. I don't need to invest money. My education, ah, I'm almost done with college. I don't need to read. Reading, come on, it's a joke. 
And now I'm at the wiser years that this is not anything but the real deal every single day. How many times are we thinking about, I wish it was the weekend. I wish this was tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, I'm hanging out with some other people. Wednesday night, I have drinks with a buddy that I used to work with, great guy. Next week, I have a dinner with other friends. Then I have Thanksgiving with the family, I can't wait. But guess what? If you always are looking towards that, you're not actually saying, what am I doing right now that's actually bringing me closer to the goal, which is actually right in here, within the book, right here, in whatever amount of days, so it's a 100-day journal, it says, to achieve this, I will accomplish these three micro goals today. Three micro, go micro goals today. So I wrote down for today. And then you have the afternoon, three struggles I encounter, blah, blah, blah. I think it's actually a good book. I think it's a good book. I'll let you know. It's like seven, eight bucks on Amazon. Um, so you have what I'm grateful for, which is I love it. Love it that you start with what is what is gratitude. So today to achieve, so my goal is five pending deals, which I've already talked about. Um, it's not health, it's not relationships, but I know within the next six years it's going to be, dude. You got to start talking to the pretty girls that you pass on the street. I know that's going to be. Uh, I talk to some, I don't talk to all of them. To achieve this, I'll I'll accomplish three micro goals today. Number one is calls. Number two is send out my draft emails. So there were six very important to people that are ready to do business right now. And I was pushing that off. And I was like, oh, send it on Monday instead of Sunday. It's like, send the fucking email. Number three is all for sale by owners. So every single week, new for sale by owners come into our CRM. So every single day, I get to work, I have the same breakfast, I then journal, and then I load up my CRM and I just start dialing. And guess what? I'm not good at it right now. I'm not. I have, I have yet to close someone out of maybe a thousand dials, but I have some really good leads. And again, I am just doing the first of the three parts, consistency. Then I strategize, which I am right now, and then the growth comes. I can't do it in another, I can't do growth first. You don't go to the gym and grow. You don't go to the gym and say, I'm going to come here once a week, then I'll find out what to do when I come here. No, you go there every day. Then you say, okay, that's working, that's not working. I'm doing this properly, I'm doing this improperly, or I'm investing my money, but I'm not investing my money properly. You first have to invest your money. You first have to go to the gym. You first have to make a phone call. You first have to approach a pretty girl first. You have to do it. You have to do it. And, and this is the last thing. Um, Jocko Willick, there's less of cultural approach in attractive women in the streets here in England uh, than in the U.S., socially acceptable, but still. Chris, I didn't even know you're from uh, London, by the way. Uh, that's pretty funny. Jocko Willick got a, a question, and it's, and I, I follow this YouTube channel. They put out a video, you know, once a month. And it's, it's good. Not needed to, to follow, but it's obviously worth it once I actually say that. Chris London, that kind of makes sense, by the way, that you're from London. So Jocko Willick was asked, they said, how do I, how do I move into fear? And <laughs> no, no, the question was, Jocko, how do I step into fear? 
And Jocko goes, step. You just step. And you really think about it, how most people would be like, oh, that's easy. I'm looking for like the one, two, three to move into fear. I need to step into fear, but I need, I need to do how, I need to know how to do it. So he gave these examples. You want to step into public speaking, you step into public speaking. You want to step into cold calling, you step into cold calling. There is no try. There is no try. You don't try to do something. You either do it or you don't do it. Yoda was right. And I'm not even a Star Wars fan. So I would say, yeah, the compounding effect is, there's, I explained it yesterday. Um, compounding, start with something small, okay? And the last example I'll give is with swimming, is that there are so many parts of swimming that I'm, I'm in the pool and I'm like, well, you got to have your, your nails below your wrist, below your elbow, below your shoulder. Then you have to have it at a 106 degree angle as you're pulling back into the stroke. And then as you're pulling up, you can't lift your head and it could only be tilted and, and only one goggle should be above the water. And this should be straight out like a railroad. And I sucked at swimming. <laughs> so I said, all right. I'm just going to work I'm just going to work on the railroad portion and it's the same thing with you. It is the same thing with you. You strategize after each calls. I I met with these two owners, I with Eric, the guy that's that's here in the mornings. And I said, "What was good? What was good with that? Did did I push enough?" He's like, "You know, ish." And then he said something interesting. He was on a pitch and I said, Tell them that you want their business right now. And he said, the reason he asked is because he promised it to me. The reason he asked is he promised it to me. That's trust. That's exactly that book that I was talking about. The speed of trust is two things. There's actually a lot of things. But the two most important is, do you trust yourself? And do others trust you? And it comes down to one thing. Do you keep the commitments that you make? Do you, do you keep the commitments? I'm going to go to the gym. Do you go to the gym? That's how you get self-trust. You say you're going to go to the party, even though you're tired or you don't want to, or it's raining. Do you still go to the party? And he talks about the stories of his own life. And you say, holy shit. Do you go to the, your daughter's dance recital? Or do you go to this big business opportunity? And then he asks the question, in 10 years, what am I going to regret the most? Not getting this piece of business or not going to my daughter's dance recital. And ironically enough, he promised his daughter's dance recital, but the business was a big opportunity. It was a six-figure deal and he could have made all that money. And guess what? He actually got both because he was able to push that onto someone else. And he thought the person that he was going to give the business to was not going to be able to close it. And I'm not going to say that's, that's going to happen every single time. But do you keep the commitments to yourself? And do you keep your commitments to others? That's the only two ways you build trust. You build trust in society as a leader, as to your, to your family, which is as important as anything else. 
And then obviously within society, that's your company, that's your firm, that's strangers, that's anything. That's a handshake. I'm a handshake person. I'm Irish. I can't help it. If I shook your hand and I said something, I don't need a document or an agreement or a piece of paper. I said it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to be tested. I will be tested. Charles, you said this. Hold up your word. Your word is everything. You know, if, if Jordan Peterson was talking about your word, that's essentially the only thing that you create. You create your word. The word. You know, they say the word of God. You know, your word is everything. What you say is everything. You know, so anyway, if you guys have any questions, leave in the comments below. Jocko will scare you stepping into fear. Yeah, look at his latest video. It's actually really funny. He talks about Mondays. <laughs> it's a really funny video. It's on Instagram. So if you guys have any questions, leave in the comments below. Have an amazing day.